Welcome to Chaotically Nerdy, a podcast made by nerds for nerds. This podcast is made by adults, for adults, and for children with bad parents. Adult language will be used, and adult situations may arise. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Chaotically Nerdy, another installment. On today's installment, I have Ethan and Jarrett. I was hoping Jarrett would say he would say his well, name whenever I looked at me, it. I yeah. know, but I was hoping he would still jump in and say I, it. I was under pressure. Uh-huh. <laughs> under pressure. <laughs> Stop. Not too much. All right. So today's episode, we are going to talk about the D&D starter kit. And what I mean by that is what all do you actually need to start playing D&D? Yeah. Not the actual starter kit. No, we're at, we are going to talk about that. That's oh, all we here. are? Mm-hmm. Yes. Because oh, it's, it's a thing of should you buy the starter kit? Oh, I see it now. Yeah. I think it's generally useful. Did you know that there's a second starter kit? Yes, I own it. It's the essentials oh, kit. No, no, no. I mean like. They've changed the story for the starter kit. Oh, I think I did know that actually. Yeah, yeah. That they updated Lost Minds of Fandelver. Yep. Yeah. My my nephew has that, and they've been wanting me to try it out, but mm-hmm. I haven't done it yet. You got it last Christmas. I'm really terrible, Uncle. <laughs> <laughs> Let's jump into what is actually essential for you to play D and D. Something it, to roll with. Literally, almost so, nothing. <laughs> yeah, something to roll with. Obviously, you can look up. A dice roller online. Mm-hmm. You can use D and D Beyond because it's free. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can use. You can get actual dice if actual that's dice, the yeah. route you wanted to go. The acrylic ones aren't expensive. Like five bucks. No. Yeah. yeah, I think the Maybe ones less. I bought were seven at the time. Yeah. They can they can be hard to find sometimes, um, but usually like some bookstores will have them. Yeah. G- or generally like you know I miss Hastings. Hastings used to have God Hastings. Used yeah. To- yeah. I know why they went out of business because I traded a video game in and got the same video game back, <laughs> like just for a different console. So they obviously weren't making any money off of me. Right. But, but generally, you can also just go on like Amazon and buy like a yeah ten set bulk pack for like they they don't weigh a lot, so the no, shipping right. isn't much. And if you buy fifteen other things on Amazon, like most people do, you get free shipping. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Free Prime. Mm-hmm. You don't even have to have Prime to get. I get free shipping on everything because I order just enough shit. I wait until I have like a bunch of shit in my cart. I don't want to wait. <laughs> I do. I don't care. So, um, let's see. Jump right into this. Should you buy the starter kit? There's two different. There's three different starters. Yeah, I feel like you're probably not gonna be able to find the OG starter kit anymore. You can because I found it. But I think it's a digital version only. Probably. I think you buy it on D&D Beyond, and it gives you access to the digital version of the starter kit, mm-hmm. which has a story. It has... Six pregens? I think five. Oh, five. Okay, I want to say it's five because it's made for up to six people. Yeah. One is the DM. Um, there is a new starter set, which is, I believe, Lost Minds of Fandler. Is that... Well, that's the same story. They probably just tweaked it. No, no, no. There is, it's Dungeons & Dragons Stormwreck Isle. Mm. Is the starter set. That's the newest one that is okay, out. It's Dragons one. of Stormwreck Isle. I haven't seen that one then. Yes, that is the new one out. It is $20 at Target because I'm looking it up mm-hmm. right now. It's a 48-page adventure booklet mm-hmm. with everything you need to get started. It has a 32-page rule book for playing characters of level 1 to 3. 
because that's what the starter kits are. I believe the other, the Lost Minds of Vandalier is the same. It's levels one to three, correct? I think it might be one to four. I don't remember. They're probably the most likely to, you could do them in a one shot. That's essentially what this is. Like, if you don't know what you want to play, because it comes with pre-made characters, five Mm -hmm. ready-to-play characters, each with a character sheet. I can't tell you which characters they are because it doesn't say on here. It'll generally be like a fighter and a rogue and a... Yeah, it's going to be your generic, like, easiest to play. Wizard and a cleric, usually. Probably. It also comes with six dice. I find that funny because then you're passing the dice around to everybody if you're doing it that way, but you can also... You can buy this on D&D Beyond as well mm-hmm. and then play through it on there. Well, some DMs roll everything themselves, which I don't like, but I yeah. mean, some people do that. Yeah, I wouldn't want to do that. So there's that as an option. They have two different versions. They have the Lost Minds of Fandler, which I, again, believe you can buy on D&D mm-hmm. Beyond. I will look that up kind of while we're talking about it. And then the other item is the there's an essential kit. Mm-hmm. So Jarrett... I know you had bought that. Why don't you tell me what that is? Well, it's just, it's very similar, I believe. I mean, I don't even remember. I've never, we never used it. I just like having, I like collecting the stuff to like. Yeah. In case everyone gifted it or whatever. Um, but essentially it has, I believe it has 10 dice. It has 46, 2D10s, and then your other one of's, I believe, might have an extra D20 in there. I don't remember. That's how almost all the older, like, acrylic dice sets yeah. used to be. Yeah. So if you go to dnd.wizards.com, they actually have a products page, and then it has a where to start section. If you click on where to start, it shows, it has the D&D starter set that I was just talking about, and it gives you several options of where to buy, um, Amazon, Target, Roll20, actually, mm-hmm. and uh, D&D Beyond are the four options I've seen. And then there's the Essentials Kit, which I'm pulling up right now so I can tell us. It's got Amazon, Target, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, Fantasy Grounds. Apparently, it's on Steam and Roll20. So it comes with, I'm not going to watch this video, it's $25. Mm-hmm. It looks like it comes with a map, some characters, yeah. a DM screen, and then a book. Basically. The DM screen is nice, though. Yes, it's the really DM nice. screen is nice. And you can just buy that outright as well. Mm-hmm. That's enough to get you started if you want to try it and just say, hey, I want to figure out what D&D's kind of like. Mm-hmm. It'll take you through levels one Slow to three. Low investment cost. It doesn't. 20 25 bucks. Yeah. If you have a group that's new to it, you're new to DMing, uh, either one of those things or both, um, it's really great to, to pick up because yeah. it's going to help you Learn how to DM. It's going to help you learn how to play. It makes it very simple. Yep. And it, just it gives it, everything to you. It Hand over hand. Just here, and it gives you the story to follow. Mm-hmm. It's much easier than trying to go through and make it on your own if everybody is new. Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't say it's necessary because we didn't start out with that. But um, but you had played D&D before. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. With different versions. But, I mean, it, it's... It's not necessary, but it is helpful. Yes. Especially if you're getting kids into D&D. Yes. It's very nice to have because there's a lot of, it's a really nice gift for like a, like a Christmas gift or something like that. If you're there wanting to get into D&D or you are, or you're wanting to get your family into it, it can be really good. I thought about buying my cousin it for Christmas this year after I seen how cheap it was. And I was like, oh, well, that's not bad. Why not? But I don't think his mom and dad would let him 
I don't know that they wouldn't let him play, but I don't think he would have enough involvement to play. <laughs> if that makes sense. I don't think enough of his friends and him would want to play. I don't uh, think you guys would like it, but you did. Yeah. Well, I mean, a big part of that is it was made fun. I can't advocate for the starter kit or the essentials kit because I don't know well, how it's, fun that story is as a brand new person. I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's not necessarily just the game either. It's also a really good excuse to spend time with friends. Yeah, just to hang out. Yeah. Just to hang out. And or, I think that's kind of how... Or family. It, yeah. Or family. I think that's kind of how it started. I mean, if you do like a family game night, wouldn't be bad to bring this in and yeah. do it. Give it a go. Yeah. Do you need any books? Um, post, you know, if you buy the starter kit or the essentials kit and like really like it, I would recommend picking up the PHB. Yeah. The two that I would downright absolutely recommend, if you're going to play outside of a starter's kit mm-hmm. and need a, like something to help with your story, is the player's handbook and the monster manual. Yeah, those are the two that I Very useful. Yeah. You need those You generally, just then, for stat blocks, and if you want to play different subclasses of the classes, you have to have the PHP to <laughs> play yeah. those. If you're not wanting to dump money into it, though, there are, there are free online things that have most of the information from yeah. either one of those in yeah. it. Like Wiki. Wiki dot is has a lot of the stuff from the PHB in it. Yeah. And Monster Manual and everything. I mean you can look up yeah, everything. Well everything um the Dungeon Master Guide, you can The books are really handy it's to not have if you're playing at a table though. The I think if you're gonna give out a lot of magic um, items. Yeah, magic it's, items, it's better. That's the bare minimum or the bare minimum, but the the really the only thing I would ever use it for anymore. Yeah. Because most of the stuff in there has now been either redone or revamped or whatever in other books. And I just find it to be less useful if you're every in, year. If you enjoy DMing and you're wanting to take it a little bit deeper, the DMG is very useful. Mm-hmm. It has like... If uh, you wanted to do that. It has a lot of tools like for traps and stuff in there and that they can help you learn how to do it or at least help you learn how to like improvise certain things. It's very nice. Yeah, but it's not a necessity. No. no at no. all. And realistically... Even the player's handbook, Monster Manual, is not a necessity no. either. If, Up to a certain point. I guess one of the biggest things is you need to decide if you're going to play in person or online. Yeah. Because yeah. that determines where you buy it and where you yeah. look at it and everything like that. True. Um, if so. you buy it. Yeah. And like think, like tools like Roll20 have a lot of the information yeah. on there as well. Or yeah. Fantasy Grounds or any of those. Yeah. Like, yeah. If you want to play in those, especially if you're playing in a campaign, like a campaign book. Yeah. You gotta usually end up buying that stuff on there, well, and that's the difference. You have to decide: Do you want to play from a campaign, one of the storyline books? Because there's a ton of those yeah. out. So if you're playing online, it's also really it's also really nice to buy the stuff virtually on D and D Beyond mm-hmm. because you can set up a campaign on there and share it yeah. yep. with all your party members or anybody that's wanting to play or that you like that you want to be able to share that with. Yep. It's really nice. And all they have to do is make a character in that campaign mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. go from there. And they can see all that stuff. So the other thing is there is a ton of players' races that aren't in the player's handbook. Yeah. Starting off, you don't really need those. No. Uh, no. As a starter, after you've played and you enjoy it a little bit more, it's probably important. Like You would want to grab those books that have yeah. that added availability or at least... Tell your players, like, hey, this is what's available to you. 
Well, I would say make sure you're giving the base game a try with the PHB and the Monster Manual. Absolutely. Give it a try first before you buy, because if you buy all the books, it's a big investment. Yes. Especially and, now. Yeah. It's, yeah, because there's, there's so, many, so books. many books. When we started, it was a much... Lo- we were, There was six books, I think. Yeah. And even then, the other ones were just... Adventure books. There's yeah. The three main there ones. There was three adventure books and then the player's handbook, DMG, and Monster Manual. If, yeah. if you are wanting to buy extra books, um, there are a couple that aren't essential to playing the game, but they're going to help a lot. I would say Tasha's Cauldron of Everything. Mm-hmm. Yes. And um, Xanathar's. Yeah, I did everything. Yeah. Both, Both of those are good as far as adding content mm-hmm. without yeah. adding story. Yeah, they changed a few of the mechanics too, which is which is really helpful because some of the base mechanics in the PHB are a little wonky. Um, but uh, having the PHB is definitely useful, especially for the uh, the spells. Yeah. So it, in the back of the book, there's a list of all the spells, who gets the spells, and then it has the explanation of what the spells do yeah, and what how they to do. use them. Yeah. Um, but. Um, the other two are Xanathar's and Tasha's. Yep. Yeah. The, and those are really, if you have the player's handbook, Xanathar's, Tasha's, you get most, if not all, of the races. And There's a, uh, well, no, if you do, now if Sword you do the Coast. Um, Sword Coast, yeah. If you do the uh, Mordenkainen's yeah, Monsters the, of the Multiverse, that has all of the races. So now, actually, now you can just buy. If you want just the races, you don't care about the feats, the spells, whatever. The classes. The classes, the subclasses, you can just buy that. And that just has, that has every race in there. Now. Gotcha. So adding Mordenkainen's Monsters of the Multiverse. Yeah. Yeah. Plus they have extra monsters in yeah, there, which is, are a lot of fun to it's use. It's also, yeah, it's a, it's a better, it's like it also has like a bunch of. Xanathar's has a few monsters in monster, it too. But it has, it has one, it combines basically the beast series from both those books and the race part of them. Into like one book essentially. Yeah, and I know we talked about this before. Uh, there's been changes to the races, and Mordekainen's is the most updated yeah, to the those most, races. Yeah. I totally forgot about Mordekainen's. <laughs> I did too until he was talking about. It. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, they did do that. Yeah, and so they changed a lot of that stuff. I can't remember what the actual word. Well, for basically, it. they just now they eroded it. No, they. That is the word for it, but yeah. What it says on like D and D Beyond, if you're looking at the races. Legacy. Yeah, Legacy. They made a bunch of the old stuff Legacy. Yeah. yeah. So if it says Legacy, that's the older version. Not saying you can't use that yeah. if you look at D&D Beyond. Because I think you can know you have to have access to the books, too. Yeah. I would avoid Legacy Ranger and Original Ranger. Uh, that's really the only thing from the Legacy that I would say avoid entirely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The other books that uh, they've put out are mostly adventure books. Yeah, or campaign. Or not campaign. What's the word I'm looking for? World books. Yeah. So like so setting uh, books. That's what I was looking for. Setting books. Yeah. So like Strahd's is a really famous one, mm-hmm. and uh, which we out actually of the, ran has both. <laughs> out of the yeah. abyss, yes, an adventure and a setting book. <laughs> yeah, Th- those are really good, especially if you're really not wanting to build your own campaign. Mm-hmm. If you're not knowing where to go, those adventure books and setting books are better mm-hmm. to look at. They're, they're really fun. We don't tend to use them um, strictly because they can be really. A lot of study material. It's a lot of prep work you generally have to do. Yes, but uh, if you're if you're not like I don't want to like create my own thing, they're very useful. They're very fun. It's like a bigger version of the starter kit without the classes yeah. given to you. I've always wanted to run out of the abyss, but I just don't know if I want <laughs> to take the time to, to do it. Yeah, it's a lot of study. Yep. So 
that takes us into how many dice do you need? All of them. Get them all. As many as you can <laughs> physically buy. Buckets. So, literally, Jared a has a bucket. A bucket. Jared has a bucket. I have probably enough to fill up a second bucket. Or probably. Start a second bucket, at least. So, but. realistically, what you need is a D20. A D20. You need at least one of each. Yeah. And you could get by without having one of each, honestly, depending on your class and things like that. Yeah. But can. I might suggest, like, just for play, if you're going to be seriously playing... 2d20, one to use while the other one is in timeout. Or for, <laughs> or advantage. for advantage and disadvantage. For advantage. That's what I said. Um, <laughs> AD12, because most of the rest of the dice are for damage dealing. Yeah. Uh, AD12, 2d10 uh, for percentile die. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You roll two of them. One is the tens place, one is the ones place. And then uh, 2d8, 4d6, and I would say 4d4. Yeah. If yeah. you're really wanting to just have something so that you don't have to keep like re-rolling yeah. dice all the time. So what Ethan yeah. said is buy four sets of dice. Basically. Absolutely. Essentially. Absolutely. And what comes in a standard set of dice is you get a D20, a D12, you get two D10, a D8, a D6, and a D4. Yeah. Typically. That's your seven dice, seven die set. You can buy some, like one in particular that I bought that came with a D20, D12, two D10 a D8, and they came with 46. Yeah, that's a 10 set. Yeah, and a D4. Yeah. And, I mean, that one's nice. I like that because it helped with rolling four stats and Absolutely. stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, four is, like, generally just because you that's your stats. That's half a fireball. Yeah. It's a very nice number. <laughs> just, like, four, four, four. Yep. But it's not a necessity. No, you can take awesome. one and roll it as yeah. many times as you need. It'll just take longer. It, yes. You really only need one of each. Exactly. Yeah. I guess for movement which is something that we never really talked about in any of the episodes, I don't think. Mm -mm. Uh, When we first started playing, we did not use a distance map. It was all kind of... Theater of mind. mind. Yeah, theater of mind of like, okay, well... Like, we had a table, and we had minis, and we put them out, and it was like, well, can I make it to them? Yeah, you can make it to them. Or, no, you make it 10 feet short, or something like that, basically. There's nothing wrong with it. It just puts a lot of more mental onus on the DM of, like, trying to... Trying to figure out Remember how far distances they think. and stuff like that. Theater of mind can be really good. Yeah, it can. It can actually. I think it be, helped us a lot. And we do like a sometimes like a both. Like yeah. If it's not like a serious combat where I'm like, eh. yeah, yeah. I mean, we do that on uh, roll twenty sometimes yeah. too, and it's uh, theater of mind just means that you're just imagining it instead yeah. of actually having like a board to play on. Yeah, yeah. It can be really good. It's actually. Sometimes preferable. Yeah, in certain situations, it's... I think it helped me at the start, at least. I don't know if it helped you it, or it can, anybody else that was at the table. But. In a lot of ways, it can help um, make the world feel larger. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not putting constraints on where you're at, what you're doing. Yeah. And it lets somebody imagine it instead of having it put in your mind. Yeah. It's like the difference between reading a book and watching a movie. It's, so a lot of times, the, mo- the movie puts constraints on things where the book allows you to imagine, imagine, imagine how something looks and sounds. And yeah. Yeah. Uh, so a movement map, I guess, or distance map, however you want to explain map, it, whatever it is either a square or rectangle, however it's set up, it could be a circle even, uh, generally it's either going to be <laughs> a square or a rectangle. Well, that's going to be, no, your maps are going to be, are you talking about the actual, I'm like, talking about the actual like shape of the map. Sure. Yeah. It could yeah, be a square or rectangle. Yeah. Uh, 
and each section, so it'll either be squares or it will be hexes. Yeah, hexes. And each circle is basically five foot yeah. of movement. Yeah. So if mm-hmm. you were to use that map, which again we just said it's not a necessity. You can do it's not a necessity, but it helps. It just generally lets the DM not worry about it as much. Yeah. You could even play it into into the story like um Cobblestone. It's like, what, where is everything? And it's like, well, you don't know because you don't have a map. So they have to go find a map. They have to buy a map. Yeah. Um, and then once they buy the map, you can hand it out. So you can even play it into the game a lot. Yeah. Could be nice. It does help. But the movement map also helps if you have a lot of characters that have different speeds. Different speeds and, like, spell effects. It just Yeah, spell effects is probably a, the biggest one. Like rangers and stuff. Because, yeah. like, if they're going through the mountains, they might have difficult terrain a lot of times. Yeah. Um, so that would have their movement, but that's really hard to imagine without yeah. having something to see. Not having an actual like mm-hmm. distance yeah. of where they've traveled. Uh, so then you also need character sheets. And there's a plethora of different character sheets. <laughs> Go online. You can find specific class ones. You can find. Yep. I usually find mine in Jared's printer. Yeah. <laughs> Same. We have, uh, I, we currently use, I just print out a version of More Purple, More Better's character sheet, which is an automated character sheet in Adobe uh, PDF or Adobe. Uh, I think it's PDF. No, Adobe Reader. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, we don't really use the automated feature of it very much anymore because it was a lot of stuff for me to keep up with. <laughs> yeah. I generally just use it for if a character wants their spell sheet generally. That's usually what I use it for, but it, it we use it because it has uh, expertise bubbles on it, and you can sort the skills by their actual stat. Uh, yeah, you could just line so, it out all on notebook yeah, paper. Yeah, use notebook paper. Oh yeah, printer paper, whatever you want, with pen, pencil, whatever you want. You could do that. I did that for a long time. Yeah. Like if you OG back in the day. Yeah. yeah. If you've bought the books on D and D Beyond, mm-hmm. you can create your character entirely on there and, and just. Yeah, yep. you can have it pulled up on your phone. You can have it tablet. pulled up on a computer, yep. tablet, whatever you have. You can mm-hmm. run it through that way. Uh, and it's up to you how you want it to look. I've seen dice box that have the character sheet on it, and you can, like, it was fancy. I have one. Do you? The acrylic one? I don't know if it's the acrylic one or That's what, what I have. I just so. seen it the other day, and it had, like, different... It had a ton of stuff on it that I was like, that's way too fancy. I don't need that. I had an acrylic... I had an acrylic top for a dice box that I just use for spell sheet tracking. Oh, no, 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 not this. That's not what I'm talking about. This was an actual, like, it was a wooden thing that changed. Like, you had a, like, it would roll with the spells. It was one of the wizard one. That is way more complicated. It was way too complicated. I didn't like it. So, next up is minis. Do you need minis to start? No. No. You can, you have to use your imagination if you're not going to have minis to start. Remember that bucket of dice? Yeah, it's a that's good, absolutely it's a good, what we did. <laughs> good use for those extra dice you aren't using. Just using them as yep. That's how we started. That's we how used we started. Dice. Yep. It was, I'm this D4, and he's that D4, yeah. and he's that D6, and like that. That's how we started. Yep. Um, but, but if you want to buy minis, um, Hero Forge, if you want personalized character minis. Oh, it's fun. It, God, it's you so lose f- hours. You can lose hours. Yeah. Yes. If you just want some generic random goobers for enemies you can go <laughs> you can go on a miniature market and buy you know a brick of random you can enemies. find them in a lot of places or you can go on amazon, amazon. And look, look them up 
if you have a store near you, yeah. a lot of times they'll carry base basic miniatures. And sometimes or, they won't be painted, and you can paint them yourself. Yeah. Sometimes they will be painted. If you like painting. If not, just leave it fucking blank. I, I'm not. <laughs> I think all of my minis that I've made on Hero Forge are blank. All and one now, of them. Yeah, now, but now you can actually get them color, yeah, you color can, printed. They They're not even them. like hardly any more expensive. They're like ten dollars more. Yeah. yeah, and it's there's so much you can add on here for it. It's so great. Yeah. The biggest thing about is it D and D versus physical version. D and D Beyond versus the physical. D, yeah, D and D Beyond versus physical version. Sorry, I know there was talks whenever Wizards bought. Didn't they buy D and D Beyond? They did. And boy, do I have some good news for you. What, okay. So this is just off the latest book release, which was Dragonlance. Pre-order it for $60. Yeah. You get a digital and the physical. Okay. That was going to be my question, yeah. was if you got both. Because I know there was a lot of talks of if you were to buy one, they were going to try to give a code for yeah. to where you get the digital release, which is great. I yeah. feel like they're going to be doing that with all future books, too. Yeah. And they should. And I yeah. think they should. I know it's hard to... You can't say retroactive. Like, it's very you can't hard. retroactively do it. It'd be hard. But if anybody was to buy a player's handbook now, they yes, now they should it be able should. to get a code. It should be yes. So hopefully they can work on that and get that started. That way, you don't feel like you're wasting your time. The other thing is, if you have internet access, not everybody has internet access. Yeah, I mean, so could be one of those things that you have to have the physical book. Mm-hmm. that's up to you and your party and how you need to do that. Some people like reading it from a book versus yeah. reading it online. It's very handy at a table just to have the books on hand. It, it is, because then you can just throw it to somebody and they yeah. can start yeah. flipping through. So that three it feels awkward with everyone sitting at the table trying to look something up on their phone. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes, as great as D&D Beyond is, if you just search it, it takes a while to load. It, it takes a long or time to, to load. Figure, like it, to find it. Yeah. I think finding it's easier, honestly. Sometimes, but sometimes if you're not specific enough, yeah, it's just hard to find. Sometimes you're like, oh, I don't know. yeah, because I think I could have that gift of lacrity that we talked about mm-hmm. in a previous episode. I searched that up. Yeah. Well, I literally went to search. I could have found it faster had I went to spells and found it that way. Yeah. Like I know I could have, but I I know exactly where it's at. So I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I can just go to the book, to the spells, and be like, there it is, boom. So is there anything that you guys think we may have missed as far as a starter kit? I mean, I know we talked about pencils. Oh yeah, I guess you need some sort of <laughs> you get some good pencils. Yeah, don't because guess don't what? Buy Somebody's gonna fucking steal. Get the get the mechanicals. I'm on the opposite team. I think you should just only buy number twos because your fucking players will lose them. <laughs> <laughs> but you have to sharpen them. No, not number two. I mean, like number two mechanicals. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, like the wooden ones. Oh no! Don't get. Yeah, a, he was talking about like old yeah. school wooden. No, ones. no, yeah, this is not a fucking bubble test. Just get, go, go buy you some bix. <laughs> this is not a bubble test. Yeah, go buy some bix at your Dollar General, your Walmart, whatever. Yeah. Because guess what? Your players are assholes. They'll just fucking take them with them. Uh, That's hundred percent. Or accurate. lose them. I don't know where they went. Grab a notebook. Like and a, a notebook. little notebook. Take some notes. Take notes because yeah. it helps you remember things. Because you're not going to remember everything. Yeah. So much. Weird crap happens. Have an idea of how you want to take your notes as well, too. Because me, I just write shit down and then I struggle to find it, so I just stop taking notes. Where is it? That's a hundred percent what happens. That's what, that's what I do. If I take notes, and then it makes like it makes me so mad. Now yeah. there was a time where I had my iPad and I had like a notes mm-hmm. thing on there. If I could go back and take that, I would use it 
and it would be so much better. Because uh, I could like separate like the note taking app that I had was amazing, and I could have separated things like names of people, where they're from, names of places. Had it just designed better. One of the things for DMing that um, we got that I like the most is having like a little dry erase board. Oh yeah, for yes, initiative for initiative and rolls combat. and uh, combat, yeah. so you can keep track, so you don't have to keep wasting yeah. paper and pencils on it. Yep. You can just buy like a cheapo from the, your Dollar General or whatever, or you can go on like Amazon. And they're like. There's like specific D and D ones that have like initiative lists, initiative lists, yeah. and initiative name tags and stuff that are yeah pretty cheap. I guess which this ties into the pencils. Buy some good erasers. Yeah, you need because you racer. run through your erasers fast. Yeah, uh, after after five or six levels, you may have to replace your character, character sheets because, because your health will just be like a gray blob, or yeah. you'll have holes in or it, or you'll, re- you'll run through it. Yeah, yeah. So now we get to talk about the question. Which is actually going to be two questions. Mm-hmm. I probably should have separated this and done it on one of them on a different episode. But guess That's what? Fine. We're going to do it together. So the first one is, what character build or what is your favorite character that you appreciate from someone or somewhere else? Mm-hmm. Meaning it's not one that you made. It could be somebody that we made mm-hmm. at the table. It could be somebody in media like Critical Role mm-hmm. or anywhere else. Anybody got any ideas? Just I, mean, I got, yeah. Okay, shoot. Uh, so I got one for both, but yeah. Okay, name so both. The favorite character that I've ever DM for is Hagen. I knew that. <laughs> because it was the most uh, interesting character I've ever <laughs> had the fl- pleasure. Just a fighter. Yeah, just a fighter. <laughs> yeah. It, well, he wasn't just a fighter, yeah. but. He wasn't. Hagen. Yeah, it's Hagen. It was Hagen. Um, but and then my favorite character from like all of media is like Ford from Critical Role because he just is like such a dynamic character to me. Yeah, he changes so much throughout the story. Ethan, you got any at the table? Also, I want to second the Hagen thing for yeah. at the table because yeah. I mean he was probably I, my I, favorite I went one. First, so I could steal the best answer. He was probably <laughs> the favorite one that I have been around. Um, I'm trying to think at the table. Just because... Have the fondest memories. <laughs> just because of what he did with the character, I thought was fun. It was Ryan's character, Royal, <laughs> and eventually Royale. I Royale. fucking hate that character. It's really good. It was I just hilarious. It, it was, it was just hilarious. With the mustache. Yeah. Came back with a mustache after he was gone. Yeah, I, for yeah. one, say, fuck Royale. <laughs> that's that's you Randall stabbed speaking. stabbed him, so it's okay. Yeah. That's, that's Randall speaking, sir. Yep. Calm um, down. I don't know. It was just, it was just fun. Yeah. It, it wasn't anything special, like character wise. You just he played it. He played it. He, he did. He played very Fruit well. Fruit Loop was pretty fun. Oh yeah. Fruit Loop was yeah. Fruit Loop was pretty fun. Do you got any from any of the media? No, not no. really. No, I mean Scanlan. Yeah, it's obviously yeah. one of the best. Scanlan's a good choice. Obviously, I've said at the tables Hagen, but from media, which. I feel like this is unfair of me to say because I haven't really watched that much. I just see snippets. There's a lot. And there's a lot of snippets out there. Chetney. Chetney's a fucking... <laughs> I fucking love... Look, he's hilarious. I could go, go on for hours about Travis Willingham's characters. They're he's so of good. My favorite characters of all time. Oh, I have an honorable mention for At Our Table, though. Mm-hmm. It's Tim. Anything Tim makes. Anything Tim yes. is like fucking gold. Um, yeah. It's so good. It's so stupid that it's hilarious. Yes. Yeah. It's the whole point, though. And it... You gotta love him, Dave Petrock. Yeah, Dave, Dave Petrock <laughs> from the from orphanage. <laughs> the fucking uh, stroke, man. Cannon, bitches. <laughs> and then the the, the, 15, the grung, 
Oh, what was fuck. it? Jeremiah the bullfrog. <laughs> Jeremiah. Jerome. Aya. Jerome Aya. I missed him. <laughs> I do too. He's not dead, by the way. No, he just, <laughs> he has a kid. Yeah, life got in the way. <laughs> me and yeah, had, Tyler. Me and him had very similar situations. We both had kids and never returned to well, let's not give him. Let's not let him off the hook completely. He didn't come consistently before the kid either. That, yeah, that was the marriage. <laughs> he, he got married and then he stopped coming as much. <laughs> it's true. Uh, so, the second question is, what is a character... Oh, hang on. That we want to play in the future. Or, I guess, class, rate. I mean, whatever you want it's, to play. I, well, yeah, why don't build. you go first? Because it's been a while since you played. Yeah, you, you got to have something bubbling up yeah. there. So, right. realistically, no. I just want to fucking play. <laughs> yeah. But you have to have, like, like a, at like least a fuck, 10 yeah. ideas. No, 10 there, ideas. I don't have that many, but I do have one, and it's, I'm going to get slandered for this. It's a barbarian. There's no, what would you it's not, I don't even care what it is. Barbarian is the one class that I have wanted to play for so fucking long, just got but we always have one. And because I wait until the last minute, because I try to be as helpful as I can, I never get to play. Mm-hmm. Monk was the only one I feel like I got to play yeah. that I wanted to play because nobody else wanted to fucking do it. Mm-hmm. And I think that may be why I'm a little bit skewed towards liking monks as much as I do. Uh, the rest of them, I feel like I've always just kind of fit in. Besides the homebrew dragon, Draven, yeah, race that I played, mm-hmm. that was very fun. Yeah, but yeah, just a barbarian mm-hmm. in general. I want to play somebody dumb because I can fit into that perfect. I'm stupid myself. Turn brain off, swing ass. <laughs> exactly, uh, and just yeah, I just want to hit shit Lights and have are fun. On, nobody's home. <laughs> <laughs> that is me to a T. Those are um, always fun, though. You know, yeah. I don't have very many guys. I just, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm scrolling through my D and D Beyond characters app part because you know I just use it for NPCs. But I also do have like probably six different builds that I like. I want to play. Um, the one that I have already claimed, I'm like, fuck you. When Ethan DMs the next campaign, this is what I'm playing. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a halfling ranger slash rogue, and I'm going to be a um, gloomstalker slash scout nice I'm going, I'm going to be sneaky fuck this i'm gonna it's i'm just i'm gonna have a, a super fun time because this is it's a class i've never really played outside of a one shot yeah i've never played like a rogue really um so yeah i want to play that sounds fun and what do you got well i got i got two things i'm really looking forward to random rolling another character to see what i get um <laughs> understandable because, I mean, I like playing into, like, oh, I don't know what's going on. So, like, I like playing into that kind of chaos. Yeah. But uh, as for a specific, specific class, because the race doesn't really make a difference to me, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's like, there's, like, I, I've played so many that I could play any of them. Yeah. Be happy. Outside of Ranger. <laughs> <laughs> Even with the updates? Even with the updates. Having said that... um, I just really don't know. I don't have one that I'm specifically looking forward to, I don't think. Um, because recently I, I picked up Bard, which I never played before, and I made my Chaotic Evil character. So really that's what I would be looking into. It would be like my, maybe Lawful Good. You going to try that one for a change? Well, that's two that I really don't think people should play. 
it's and I'm playing them because I'm not DMing them. So because fuck the rules. Yeah, I want to play chaotic good and see how the how long the party lasts. In le- you mean lawful good? Lawful, lawful, good. lawful good. Yeah, because yeah. like, everyone plays like neutral good, chaotic good, chaotic neutral, neutral <laughs> and chaotic evil. No, yeah. no, no, neutral evil. Yeah, yeah. neutral yeah. evil. Doesn't usually, that's usually where they come come in and play. Um, so I, I think I'm gonna try lawful good next, and if I'm gonna do that, maybe a rogue. <laughs> <laughs> that is. So contradictory. That's the point. That's Go the point. For it. it might be a rogue. I might play like a. Oh, perfect. Yes. Okay. So I'm gonna play a lawful good rogue who is just. Um, he's like an investigator. Oh yeah, you play like a mastermind. Yeah. yeah. Fair enough. Or a, yeah. Yeah. Or inquisitive. Inquisitive. That's what I'm thinking. Of. Yeah, yeah, I might play like an investigator, like a Sherlock Holmes type. Oh, thing. That'd be good. Yeah, yeah that's really. Be, I might be doing that. It'd be interesting. That neat. Then the it just devolves into. Trying to solve murder mysteries. I'm going to go home and make that now. It's, fun. <laughs> it's fucking... Next thing you know, that campaign Scooby-Doo. You have to wear glasses or a monocle so I can put it in there whenever mm-hmm. I reveal who did the murder, right? And it was me. <laughs> so are they going to be sunglasses so you can be David Caruso from CSI Miami? <laughs> Probably. Yes. Probably because puns are a big part of D&D. So. Yes. Yeah, it really is. All right. So that wraps up everything for the starter kit episode and our two questions. Mm-hmm. And that actually wraps up season two. Yay. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> Yay. Soft clap. What uh, are we going to talk about next? So next we're going to go back into the media side of things. We're going to talk about hot D. Yes. So we are going to talk about hot D. D. Um, we're going to talk about some ROP too. Oh, we don't abbreviate that one. We just call it rings. <laughs> I'm calling it ROP. <laughs> Okay, look, George R. R. Martin <laughs> like some said it's called Hot D, so therefore, who am I to fucking say it's right, not called fair it's enough. Hot D, bitches? Also, finish a fucking book! He's working on it. <laughs> oh, I, I get more mad. finish a book. Yeah, it's called fucking Fire and Blood, bitch. I know, finish more books. Okay, it'd be Fire and Blood Part 2. Yeah, I'm two. not buying it until the next <laughs> book comes out, on just on principle. Yeah. So... As we finish up season two, we're going to go more into back into the media stuff. I know we have, we're probably going to do Pokemon. Not probably. We're going to do a Pokemon episode. <laughs> we're going to do a phase four and the other phases of Mar- like five and six. Yeah. Didn't we? I seen something about that. Uh, talk about rings of power. Talk about house of the dragon. I, this is me just naming off the plan things right yeah. now. We're going to do a critical role episode. Yeah. And talk about that. I think we're going to update the uh, computer. Yes, we were going to do an updated build a PC episode. Because all the new shit that came out. Yep. And there's even more new shit that came out recently. Yep. After we made that. You've already added that. If you're talking about the AMD GPU. I am talking about the AMD stuff. I added it on there. The day I got it. I'm an AMD guy. What did you Okay. It was was the movement that you made with your hand. There's one other, but what am I forgetting? Oh, the X-Men fan cast. Yep. We are going to do a fan cast for X-Men show. But that wraps up everything, and we thank you for joining us, and we hope to see you on the next one.